0: Oh, mate, Alice, mate, talking about on it, I won't stop because I'm on it all the time. I'm even testing some new stuff and I'm excited to be a part of the company still. Uh, I, I used some shroom tech just the other day after doing uh, uh, two podcasts and then uh, skating and I was like, you know what, I'll do that. Or Eddie Jackson comes over and trains my wife and then he's like, hey, man, do you want to train after her? Yeah. Just pop a couple of shroom techs and Bob is my uncle and I'm smashing stuff and I go for it because it really works and so does all their other stuff and I'm honored to be a part of the organization and I'm here to give you a discount code on it.com forward slash Alice. Yep, that's what it is and you use that and then they know that you know and then we all you know get fitter and you know people are like if you're fitter you're happier. It's it's just there's nothing bad about this. Why not be a part of it? Thanks on it. Hey, everybody. Jason Ellis from The Jason Ellis Show talking to you about relief band. Uh, I'm a guy that doesn't really get car sick that easy or I don't really get nauseous that much. Or maybe I do and I don't realize it. But my wife definitely deals with that all the time and swears by these bands. Right, Katie? I do. For anxiety, for hangovers, car sickness,
1: seasickness, if you're piloting a Zeppelin and you feel like you might get a funny tummy up there. I, hey, always when that wanted,
0: happens. I always wanted to be a captain and sail the seven seas, but I'm not doing it without that band.
1: Now you can. And, no. and you have relief band to thank. This product is 100% drug free, non-drowsy oh, man. and provides all natural, <laughs> long lasting relief with zero Zero, zero side effects. Can you say that about those pills? You all know which one I'm talking but about. But do I take. look
0: sexy with these bands on, Michael? So
1: good. Good. Just when you think you can't look any sexier, here comes Relief Band. It makes a great gift for any time of year. Right now, they've got an exclusive offer just for Jason Ellis Show listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code ELLIS, you'll receive off plus free shipping and uh, no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. That is the best offer you will find anywhere for relief band, but you have to use our code. So head to R E L I E F B A N D.com and use promo code Ellis for 20% off plus free shipping.
2: And another guy gets out of his car and starts trying to wrestle me out of my car. And I guess I had just been driving so erratically that people had such a reaction to me driving this way. Holy shit, dude. So I try to take off and other cars start trying to box me in. Oh my God. (laughs)
0: There's no liquid death make uh, flavored water. Holy crap. Some people don't like flavored water. Uh, But if you do like flavored water, this is the best flavored water. And it's in a can so that you don't hurt dolphins. Who wants to hurt a dolphin? Sure, sometimes dolphins may do some strange things to each other in D.C. But it's a jungle, baby. You know what I mean? You're going to die or something. I don't know. The liquid jungle, they call it. It's the liquid jungle, which is even more fierce because <laughs> it's deep. It goes deeper than the Amazon, even. We have a guest, everybody. Uh, Josh Peck is here and he made it. Wow. Fuck yeah! Are you, is this
1: our first repeat guest on a podcast?
0: I don't know. I have a brain. I got a lot should of brain be. damage. It, it definitely, you definitely, be? one of them. Wait, Ryan Sickler. True. Yeah. Take that egomaniac <laughs> Taylor's awesome I'm is. a real
2: fan I listen follow you guys on the social medias try not to bother you because I have your numbers so yeah so you come on, come on. you don't we'll, answer we'll, him back no I don't have his number
3: oh okay we'll yeah. handle that Jersey area code
2: okay much yeah, respect yeah, yeah. Yep, I like that
0: yeah. that's uh, a weird flex yeah I've never yeah. heard anyone brag about that yeah, I don't know Nate Diaz talks about his area code like it's pretty special
1: Well, those I don't think it's that
0: great voice. in Stockton but whatever
1: to us the like the poor man's Fresno.
0: <laughs> right. Well, there you go. It's
2: hey, beautiful Central Valley, man.
0: Yeah, hey, I've never been. I don't think
2: they make good fighters.
0: Yeah, I think that's why I have never been there because I'm scared I'll yeah. get beat up. That's a hallmark of a gorgeous town. Yeah, turning yeah. out killing machines. <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> beautiful Brownsville. We made Mike Tyson.
0: Right. That's why everybody goes to Russia for vacation. That's right. It's exactly right because it's just pleasant there, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. But all, also the stands, like. Dagestan. It just seems like yeah. they make incredible fighters. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, which means
1: it sucks there, right? Seems like the more they split into smaller and smaller countries, <laughs> the better the fighters become, <laughs> right? Which is it's shit there. It's uh, it's. I've never been. Yeah, yeah, Good but it's, it's not on my to do list. I just feel I don't like think there's a Lonely Planet guide to Dagestan. Put it that way.
0: All the Dagestani guys exactly. talk about American gangsters <laughs> in a way where uh, they think it's a joke. Yeah. Which means I'm I'm led to believe that where they grew up is way harsher.
1: I guess so. You know, it's one thing something I really like about the UFC being so international and being so interdisciplinary is I think we were kind of led to believe for a long time. Well, I mean, this guy's like Talking Russian special forces, or this guy's Israeli special forces, as if there is some country on earth where, like, the biggest pussy in their military could <laughs> just fucking run through the barracks of somebody else's army, <laughs> killing everyone. Turns out there's some pretty tough guys and ladies everywhere. Yeah, it's almost that. like there's a common human denominator that runs through all of them. And, all
2: right. and as the Jason Ellis shows, resident Jewish representative, I'll say,
1: "Wow, very presumptuous today."
2: Am I? You're not you part of the tribe? No. <laughs> part of the tribe? Yeah, you never heard that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. uh, you know the first time the first and only time. Maybe it's because I'm not Part of the tribe. That's uh, the way it works. That is the way that it works, and I know because one person told me. Oh, uh, yeah. We
2: also use Hebrew. My Hebrew.
0: <laughs> oh, I like that Man, one. <laughs> I, I want to be Jewish just for that one. That is cool. I want to be a Hebrew. It's just fun. That I never cool. believed
1: in like uh, like Jewish conspiracy theories until oh, I read. It never. It's never going to be good when it starts I off. I've never believed Jewish <laughs>
2: conspirac- conspiracies, but sorry.
1: Yeah, I thought Protocols of the Elders of Zion was total bullshit. But then I saw this one thing. I wikipedia now who's design um, it's like the root of all anti-jewish hateful conspiracy theories is this um uh early 1900s they made up a book and they claimed it was hundreds or thousands of years old and lots and lots of jewish hate gets traced to well you know it says in the protocols of the elders of zion which was a forgery and was made by somebody who was trying to smear the jews
0: why has everyone got such a beef with jews
2: it's happened like for how did that happen I don't know. It's because you're I don't religious, you're so bad. We're all right. <laughs> I guess.
0: It, I guess if you guys got a thing that no one else is doing, and you have to live a way that you're like, I can't live. You can't do that. You know, I do this. I can. You know, because you're talking about way back where everyone was like almost a caveman, mm. and you're a community of people that have rules. And if you're a dumbass, sorry, but that's how I feel. Like no. I'm unor- unorganized. I'm a part of. I'm not affiliated with a goddamn thing. <laughs> And it's and sometimes I think it hurts. I think it hurts sure. me. Like I think it would be better if I had a community, like the family thing. I don't know much about the Jewish community, but I've got some friends. My ex-wife is now converted to Judaism, and mm-hmm. I think that their family thing—the is it Sunday or where you turn your phones off and you hang out? Friday night to Saturday. Yeah. Did there's shout out to Shabbat. I if it's I I kind I, I kind of wish that I was Jewish just for that. And that my kids were Jewish so that they also complied to that. Mm. Because I feel like if I could get that, then when I'm older and I die, I'd be happier because having that time with your kids is very important. And as a guy that answers to no man or God, well, my kid can look at the phone whenever they want. And if I go, hey, phone's off from Friday to Sunday, they'd be like, bullshit. Right. <laughs> but I think they comply at the other house. I don't
2: know. They, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I've read these studies about like um, atheists and agnostics and people who are like vehemently like, I don't want a higher power in my life. I don't subscribe to any religion. But the thing that they are missing, no matter who you are, is community. And yeah. so if you've got something and like that could be Brazilian jitsu. like you can find community. Right, that's in my
0: skateboarding and MMA. I have all my skateboard MMA friends. So that's my community. Right. Like I would say skateboarding is my religion.
2: But it's funny, like the like kosher, right? Like the dietary restrictions, which of- is
0: also bullshit. Because I've had several Jewish friends eat bacon in front of me, and I go, "Hey, I thought you said you were Jewish." And they've looked at me. I had a manager once that looked at me like, "So what?" <laughs> right. And I'm like, "Look, I'm, I hope I'm not being a fit. I'm just, I said you're Jewish, right?" And he's like, "Yes." I'm like, "How come?" Because I was eating cleaner than him. I was eating. There's like turkey bacon. And he was like, I'm like, I thought you could. He's like, what is that? And he looked at me like, I don't know anything. I'm like, I agree. I don't know anything. But I also thought a lot of Jewish people didn't eat bacon. Like, what's up with kosher restaurants? If you can eat bacon, then what the fuck? Everything goes out the window. How's that work? Most Jews are professional bacon eaters, except for
2: like, they're, you know- It's pretty hard
0: to deny. If you're a meat eater, that is the number. I mean, who beats it? There's no Jewish jelly that doesn't have bacon. And there's a lot of Jewish jellies. Wait, what? There is? Wait, Jewish jellies have bacon?
2: Yes, because interestingly enough, delis that's a german thing right and the jews in the 20s and 30s saw delis sprouting up all over you know new york city and the northeast and was like oh this is just a good business yeah so obviously there's a lot of shared food amongst like eastern european people so they were like oh we can hang with this like bratwurst and whatnot um but yeah like it a jewish deli will have non-kosher food a kosher restaurant will only have kosher food but All those laws were born out of like we like to think like God handed us these dietary laws, but in reality, I imagine that a bunch of Jews were walking in the desert a few thousand years ago, and someone killed a pig and ate it. I don't know if pigs are in the desert, but you get it and got sick and died, right? Because of trichinosis, right? And so the elders got together, not those elders;
1: those guys weren't real. Yeah,
2: you know the 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 heads of the tribe got together and they were like, "Yo." people are dropping left and right from these fucking pigs. Yeah. We got to tell them God told us no good on the pigs. Yeah. Same thing with shellfish, right? Like, Can you
0: rewrite it or is that like a, you can't, I know, I know I'm going to sound super stupid. The Jews, do they value their traditions?
2: We like, we're fans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have a song about it. You couldn't rewrite a little bit like, hey, bacon's cool now. That's <laughs> that, that's impossible? M- maybe not. But-, but that's why there's so many Jews who don't keep kosher. Right. Because it's like, it's not in the book which you've all, the, the wise ones have all look, like, look, let's be serious here. It's no longer yeah. shellfish does not kill you. Neither does pork. It is in the book.
2: But this was when they were writing the laws, right? So I guess the whole illusion is that it was dictated from God. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I wasn't hanging Wait, out Wait, I thought with it was Moses. the
0: fact that it was from other people that well, wrote it.
2: Right, but they're the ones who, In I mean, a guy wrote the Bible, right? Right. Like, so this was like early think tank stuff of like, as we put this on paper, What should we say? God said. Oh, okay. It was just early days. It was. Just trying to look out for
0: everybody.
1: Well, there's also it's pretty typical cult behavior, and every religion starts as a cult. They're the exact same. They're almost the exact same thing. That when you make fundamental prohibitions in people's lives, you kind of nudge them towards only spending time with the cult. If every time you go out to the restaurant with your friend you can't eat all the same shit as them, at a certain point it just kinda becomes easier to only hang out with the people who eat the same shit as you. Uh, that's that's just like cult
0: one oh one shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think too, people get annoyed with juice because we
2: don't proselytize, like we don't promote it.
0: I don't know what that would mean. Okay, promote. It's you a said, fun so it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Promote,
2: proselytize. It's cute. But like we don't we don't want you. Right? Like almost all religions are like, come on in, like, come, you know, for our devotional Sunday, like all are welcome. Jews are like, we're good. Uh, Like you actually, it's some like Zen monastery shit. Like, you know how, like, is that racist? No, we'll take you, but you have to work for it. (laughs) Like our whole thing is like, we'll help you. We're down to clown, but like, we don't, we're not looking for people to, what's the word? To convert.
1: No, you more promote from within. You want to, you want to make more babies.
2: Yeah. It's That's attraction rather than promotion.
1: Yeah, there's pressure on uh, often on Jewish men to marry Jewish uh, women yeah. to make more Jews. Yeah,
2: yeah. But if you try to like if you want to convert, yeah, there's a thing where you have to go to the rabbi and they have to turn you down at least two or three times.
0: Oh, okay. To, to really oh, you play hard to get. Desire.
1: Yeah, they turned Sammy right. Davis Jr. down. No, but he. But then eventually, <laughs> right? But, he but you're saying cou- at first you was like, he was like, he was like, babe. And they're like, Sammy, <laughs> I have to do this to you, but you're not welcome. He's like,
0: babe. <laughs> I feel I like he got denied <laughs> because all he said was babe. It's not really yeah. enough, you know?
1: Your groovy cat's got it going on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to be a <laughs> <laughs> that probably did it. <laughs> they were like, we gotta let uh, yeah, him. Come on. You gotta let him in when he says that. <laughs> Come on. That's awesome. So uh I, I didn't read your book because I don't read books. So I can't really read. It's very <laughs> difficult. So I get my man over here, Tully, to read the book and then give me notes of the book so he enjoyed I did, it yeah, <laughs> i enjoyed the notes i did not know that uh i mean i probably did and you're gonna go i've already told you this but i didn't know that you're a cokehead at one point and i didn't know that at one point you kind of did the incorrect stuff in film and got fired
2: oh yeah i fucked myself good
0: i did not know that there was a because you just seem like Little kid that was chubby that was, I mean, when you're that young and you can show up and and do your job like that, it's very impressive. You kind of became a man before you were an adult. You're on track, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, he got in shape. Not Not a lot of people do that. If they stay big for a certain amount of time, very hard to shake it. You did. This guy's a hard worker. He's spot on. There was an era where you fucked up and you couldn't stop it.
2: Oh, man. I mean, uh, yeah, what I talk about in the book, and this was sort of a desire to kind of share this story, because I've been, to your point, like a public person since I was 12. Right. But I grew up like, I feel like I'm like the last generation of people where we looked at celebrities as like this mysterious, you know, like there wasn't social media. Not everything was put out to the people. So I thought losing 100 pounds or struggles with drugs and alcohol or career struggles had to be at most just joked about. Yeah but never like truly getting honest. Yeah. But I wanted to write this book, A, because of the advance, but B, no, I mean, like <laughs> I wanted to write it because I was like, I feel like I have something to share and I'm quality, you know, if you read a self-help book or something, you're like, the fuck does this guy know?
0: Right, you have to go through it to to really talk about it. I've always said that. Like I didn't yeah. read it in a book, I lived it. And I'm here to tell you, don't do this one thing that I did because it didn't work out. I know for a fact, if you do a bunch of blow, it's gonna go bad.
2: Bad news. I love. Last time I was on the pod, you said numb and run, like, and that yeah, was
0: yeah. And that's yeah, don't face me. it.
2: Yeah. So, so a yeah. pocket of ten years. Well, no, no, no. it was like. Or so how long? I basically, I was this chubby kid on this big television show. I lose weight. I'm Not from coke, right? No, no. Okay. About maybe the last ten pounds.
1: Okay. That's, okay. <laughs> Those yeah. are stubborn.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so <laughs> actual diet, not just like addicted to bumps. Okay, Like good.
2: 300 pounds to 190. How cool. old were you when you were 300 pounds? 16. Fuck, dude. Same height. Right. I was, and by the way, I had never, you know, some people get heavier like in their 20s after college, but like they have like a good foundation. Yeah.
0: I had no foundation. Yeah, right.
2: I never did a push-up.
0: Right, no not workout. No, that's okay. Bad. So, So who's the person that introduces you to to health and fitness
2: so my mom has always dealt with food issues her whole life so i i knew i was like oh food is like this menacing force for the pecs yeah like this is like we came from big people my grandfather like dropped dead when he was 50 from like and he would like eat drink and smoke 10 cigars a day i'm like my kind of guy right and then my mom had to deal with this stuff but she was like I was always going with her to like Weight Watcher meetings or like Overeaters Anonymous meetings growing up. So I knew there was like people who dealt with this and was looking, they were looking for a solution.
1: When you say that you went along with her to that stuff, were both of you going to get help from them or were you tagging along as she was getting help from it?
2: Just tagging along because she, you know, single mom.
1: Yeah, of course, of course, of course. But I mean, like so close, like when I'm just. I'm not trying to cast aspersions, but if I'm going to an Overeaters Anonymous meeting and I'm bringing my son who's 260 pounds, right. I'm probably not going to leave him outside.
2: No, I mean, she certainly was like trying to at yeah. least influence me. And a lot of that was by the time I was 12, I could hang out alone, right? And I wasn't super, Yeah, I wasn't quite uh, in the red zone of of overweight yet. But I, you know, I think I was like the first 12 year old on Atkins, right? By the way, how bad did Dr. Atkins get screwed with like his reputation when really it was just early keto, wasn't it?
1: We are happy to once again be talking to you about ShipStation. It's not just an ad on the show. You could find me. On the street, you could catch me downing shots at Mardi Gras, and you could say, hey, Tully, (laughs) what do you really think about ShipStation? And I'll tell you that I was using it long before we had a a podcast, long before we had an opportunity to tell you all about them as one of our advertisers. We are one of over 100,000 e-commerce sellers who trust ShipStation for all of our shipping interface needs. We use it for our book, Still Awesome. All of you, if you're getting orders on Amazon, on eBay on Etsy, on your own website. They just make it easy. I've got an email right now. Thank you, whoever bought a book. You get an email and you go, cool. And I go and I click like three buttons that even I can figure out. And then I got a label that prints out from my home printer. And then the hardest part is like taking it to the post office. Trust us, if you're selling stuff that you need to ship, look no further than ShipStation.
0: Ship more in less time with ShipStation. Use our offer code Alice and get sixty day, a 60-day free trial that's two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in Ellis. ShipStation, make ship happen. Blue Chew gets you hard. That's right. These two
1: guys can't stop singing the praises of Blue Chew, a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra. And Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost, and in discreet packaging. No trip to the doctor. We don't need to tell you all these things. We don't need to tell you all the reasons why if you would like a it. I get healthy, so
0: chubbed up, bro. You're even not. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's like super fat and girthy. Yes. Sir. And it can't be stopped. And and I'm just I just love it. I love being a part of this organization. And I love my package. Shout out to my cock right now.
1: And to all the wonderful things Blue Chew has done for both you and your big Beautiful, buoyant. Fat. Cock. Yes, your fat cock. <laughs> Holla. If you could benefit that you, the listener, from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com. And here's a special deal for you try bluechew free. Free fat cock. When you use our promo code ELLIS at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code ELLIS to receive your first month free.
0: Let's get fat. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Wait. He got screwed. I didn't know he got screwed.
2: People gave him shit because they were like, "You can't eat bacon. Like, you can't eat cheeseburgers and call that a diet." And
0: it's kind of keto. Yeah. I can, wait. Can keto? Can you eat fried food in in keto? Maybe not pure keto, but okay.
2: But you know, just cut out all carbs. Always. Wh- anyway, shout it does out Dr. work. Atkins. It does work.
0: Yeah,
1: he's right. <laughs> um. The but, problem was there's such a high high reward, high risk to that cholesterol and shit. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but also like you eat a piece of Wonder Bread and you just went from having a day that could help you lose weight to the, like, an actor who, like, uh, Robert De Niro trying to get fat to be in a movie kind of thing. Right. It's such a, you have to be so rigorous. People who do keto tend to be people who are very rigorous about lifestyle in a lot of different ways. People that I had like girlfriends who were like Atkins, I'm just going to eat cheese. I'll be over here. And then eventually they would fucking crack and eat a piece of bread. And it was like, wow, now you're so much worse off than when you started.
2: Yeah. Just a metabolism bomb.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: I um, but yeah, I so I lost all this weight and all of a sudden I was the same head in a new body. So, whatever food was doing to like numb my thoughts, to like chill me out, to not worry about life and everything, I didn't have that medicine anymore. So, the blanket's gone. When I found drugs and alcohol, I always say this like, I wasn't trying to kill myself. I was trying to kill the part of me that wouldn't let me live. Yeah. Like that
0: voice that woke up because you wouldn't face it.
2: Yeah. Like that voice that wakes up before you do every morning and tells you why you're not enough. Yeah. And why it's all going to. I always thought if something bad happened, that was like a preview of more bad to come. Yep. And my life was just never Me meant to work out because I didn't deserve it.
0: Do you still deal with that?
2: Yeah, I think so. Because I,
0: I was, I just, two days ago, I just had the same thing happen. And I was just reason? gone again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple of things, couple of bumps in the road, a little bit of a struggle with, um, I don't want to get to it, parenting and stuff like that, where I'm just worried and, then did Shit. some stand-up where it wasn't that good.
2: And,
0: uh. and, that just, and then I sat upstairs too long didn't go to sleep and kind of bash myself into waking up shitty. And then I was, I can't get out of it. Just dark all the time. And thanks to Katie trying to <clears throat> talk to me because talking to me is dangerous. You know, like you're going to piss me off. It's not fair. I'm not fair when I'm like that. But at least I kind of know that I'm in it now. Like I used to just be like, you're the fucking problem. And now I'm like, no, dude, you're you're shitty. You're in the dark, big time. Like you got to figure out a way to get out of it, and it's all your fault. And you need to just take it. It's not anyone else's fault. You're to blame. Snap out of it. And thanks to Katie dealing with me and bringing it out, because I don't. That's the thing. I don't want to bring it out. I don't want to. What's wrong? Nothing. Yeah. I just keep saying nothing. And it's like if you don't say what the thing is, I'll just stay shitty. And it's embarrassing at this age. It's embarrassing. I'm like, dude, fucking. Come on, man. Like, wake up. Don't do this anymore. Cause I'm, I have a dark look, you know. If I get like cranky, everyone can tell. People that don't even know me are like, uh, hi, hi, that dude. You know, like, you're gonna, are you gonna punch me or something? I'm like, I know. It's embarrassing. I look like I'm gonna punch you.
2: You don't fake good.
0: No. (laughs) You know what? I've done it on the show before. I, I used to be a lot rockier and it would happen a lot. And I would just go on the show. I used to say to people privately that, the talent for me on radio was when I'm having a bad day, still being funny, because it was almost a, being slightly psychotic to me. It's like laughing at a funeral, because I've done that. Like where my my brother passed away, and a friend of mine started laughing hysterically while we were building his coffin, because we were putting skateboard truck. We took the handles off and put skateboard trucks on for handles and shit, and we were painting it and stuff and. Something happened. where We were both just laughing at each other, and he's—you know—grew he up with my brother, and we were both laughing hysterically. And I was like, "This is fucking insane. We've gone fucking insane." That's my brother's coffin, and we're laughing hysterically. We're fuck—we're gone, dude. We're gone. I remember thinking, "You're—you might go insane from this. Like, you got to." Because I didn't face that either. It was, it was too big at the time.
1: Now, to the extent that any of us can understand why another person has deep-seated, deep-rooted issues, I think most people can understand there's certain factors in Jason's early life that would be, tend to be associated with that. Why do you think you have this pit of darkness at the center of you? Hmm.
2: I don't know. I, as I said, my grandfather, I, I'm in no position, I never met him, so I'm in no position to like diagnose him, but it sounds like he liked to party the way I like to party. Okay. And then it just... Went to my mom who found, like, recovery and some solution early in her life, even though she continued to kind of contend with it through a lot of my life.
0: But she fought it.
2: Yeah, and being close. She was like, there's a better way. I can't always key into that. But there certainly is solution here. And then I got it even sooner than she did because of her. And I look at my little three-year-old now, and I think, wow, like... You have a chance at being only a normal amount of yeah. dysfunctional. Yeah. But it took four generations yeah. to clean up this shit. And so I don't I don't know if there's a genetic component. I think there is. I don't know if they've ever isolated the addictive gene. And yeah, and then I think there was just like a lot of of nature and nurture and you know, never meeting my pops and that kind of informing my life early on. And then
0: that's probably got a lot to do with it. Yeah. Right.
2: And being three hundred pounds on television will certainly do it, and having the whole world comment on your self worth. When you you, say sorry,
0: Michael, when you say people commenting, this is a long time ago. Where were the comments? Where did you receive the comments?
2: Sometimes right to my face, because
0: shit, old school.
2: This wasn't (laughs) this wasn't body positivity era. This was like, how do you like being like the funny fat guy on the show? Uh, And you're just like, I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to say that, but. At that time, like when I got into to acting and stand-up, people would say like, oh, you're going to be like Belushi or John Candy. or uh, yeah. And in no way were they comparing my ability to them because they're geniuses. They were like, oh, if you're fat, you better be funny. Right.
3: I feel like that was probably a right around the time where that sort of stuff got phased out, especially in children's programming because I feel like if you're my age or younger, you have what you, in your mind, of what the golden era of Nickelodeon was. yeah. And when I was a kid watching Nickelodeon, I loved that show, Salute Your Shorts. And there was a character on there called Donkey Lips and he was the fat guy. And he just got hit with endless fat jokes, yeah. like brutal ones in the script. And I feel like you you don't kind of get that. Now, like if there's like a heavier person, especially in a children's show. It's not really addressed. You know, they don't sh- like cut to them in their room and there's stuff stuffing Twinkies in their mouth or right.
1: people are like- No, that kid eats carrot it. sticks now for sure.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Or it, I, I always say, like for for the weight that I was to sit correctly on my frame, I would have had to been like six four and Samoan. Yeah. Like it just, <laughs> I wasn't built to be that size. And but yeah, so I lost all this weight, and now I'm contending with this thing. I find drugs and alcohol. I take this like deep breath. And go, God! This is what I was always searching for.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, Me too.
2: <laughs> I always say, like, it's like I traded when I traded food for drugs it was like trading a Prius for a Ferrari with right. no brakes.
0: Yeah, this is a real. This is a way better fun time.
2: <laughs> no calories. Yeah, so easy.
3: Did you ever get to a point where you were freebasing it?
2: No, I. I basically did. Everything. I, I did everything under the sun. I tended to sort of lean more into like cocaine and pills. But there was nothing off the table. There wasn't anything I was willing not to try.
0: And when you passed out on set, mm. that was for because you've been awake for two days?
2: I've been awake for a couple days. And it was a particularly hard charging weekend for me. Yeah. And I remember I showed up at 6 a.m. And I had to have a beard glued to my face for the spit we were doing for the show. and they're painting it on me and i literally i'm i'm sweating bullets like to a point where the makeup artist goes oh i don't think this is gonna stick oh wow (laughs) and i was like i'm sure we can figure this out and i start getting tunnel vision and i stand up and then i wake up in the arms of one of the assistant directors shit and they're like Call a doctor. And I'm sitting there, like, reeling from what's just happened. I'm like, I'm hypoglycemic. They're like, you're a fucking drug addict.
1: Yeah, (laughs) everybody knew. Everybody knew. How old were you at this point? 19. Oh, wow. Now, we've all heard the story of the out-of-control celebrity or former child star or whatever who's out fucked up and people called 911 on them. You have a twist on that story that I don't recall having heard before. You called (laughs) You called nine one one on the people who were trying to stop you.
2: Well, I had a proclivity for calling.
0: Nice, <laughs> man. I wish I had thought of that. That was good.
2: I assume there was some sort of incentive for being the first to alert the police when you were fucked up. There's oh, not. they get
1: banana stickers? <laughs> yeah. You get a gold star.
2: Yeah, like they, they they take it easy on you because they're like, yeah, he's a criminal, but at least he's honest.
0: Okay. <laughs> so. Interesting theory.
2: It's a fun one, yeah. and it uh, just don't try it. Um, but yeah, I was I was driving home, or I was it was early in the morning, and I had basically been asleep for like three hours, and I had to run over over to Beverly Shit, Hills. Dude. and I just was like figured that like I was reasonably in a good headspace because I'd slept for three hours, and I must have been driving so erratically, and it wasn't like I was necessarily under the influence. It just had been years. I was just out of my mind. Yeah, like I just wasn't there, and I remember I stopped. At the bottom of Coldwater Canyon and someone gets out of their car and starts trying to punch my window out. And I was like, this seems like an overreaction. Yeah. And so I then kind of pull away and another guy gets out of his car and starts trying to wrestle me out of my car. And I guess I had just been driving so erratically that people had such a reaction to me driving this way.
0: Holy shit, dude.
2: So I try to take off, and other cars start trying to box me in. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I take off, and I'm like, and I look around, and I'm like, I know this. And then I realize I'm in the front lawn of the Beverly Hills Hotel. And I was like, I know that pink building. Yeah. <laughs> and so I get away, and I'm like safely on a side street, and I go, wow, we made it. I should call the police, because that's no way to act. Yeah. <laughs> so... I call Beverly Hills Police, and I'm like, there's a couple real, you know, near to well knuckleheads trying to pull child stars out of their cars <laughs> on the cold water at sunset. Yeah. You should send some officers to respond. They said, what kind of car are you in? I'm like, I'm in a black BMW. I'm doing well. And they go, <laughs> and they go we've gotten seven calls about you. Pull over immediately. We have officers en route to you. Shit. And it was like, I, I talk about in the book. I'm like, it was literally like that moment where Travolta sticks the adrenaline needle in Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. Like, I just was like, this is all bad. Yeah. So I take off back towards the valley. Oh, I, my God. I know that Beverly Hills has like their own police. And if I could somehow get to the valley, oh. the you know, the San Fernando Valley is lawless. Yes. <laughs> There's okay. no police officers there. And somehow I... I I didn't get caught. Oh shit! You made it. I mean, I, I mean, I'm telling on myself 15 years later, but <laughs> yeah. unless like there's some reciprocity coming, but yeah, you didn't I, run
0: anybody over. You're right.
2: Yeah, no one got hurt. I just was was out of control, and I and I I proceeded to treat my body like a chemistry set for another two years. Like oh, didn't, that
0: didn't work. That wasn't
2: nah. It didn't wake
0: me up. Tommy John. Yeah, man. Look, you might not like your balls. But I like mine, and I like all the things about him and her. Wait, that's right. My balls, one's a guy and one's a girl. Hey, that's starting to make sense. (laughs) But I like both my boys and girls and, and the other guy. I don't know what he is. I got a lot of people in my pants, but they all need to be comfy.
1: That's right. That's right. My balls like a couple of different things, most of which we don't need to get into right now. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things they like is comfort. And when you're wearing Tommy John's hammock, pouch underwear, you're benefiting from dozens of comfort innovations. Yeah. Air mesh interior hammock. Wow. Let those boys breathe. Wow. Moisture wicking fabric. Whatever moisture no might come balls. out of you is getting wicked. Yeah. And four times the stretch. Of competing brands. The legs never ride up, and Tommy John underwear comes with a non
0: rolling waistband for the perfect fit. Good, because I always like to fart with my feet behind my head. (laughs) Oh, man. And I'm going to need Tommy John to get the full (laughs) crankage.
1: That's right. Just wait until you see what that's like with that air mesh interior. I cannot, I know. And good news for everyone you get 20% off your first order. Right now at Tommyjohn.com slash Jason. You got that? That's not the usual promo code. Make sure you remember this. Do you want your balls to wick or do you not yeah. go to tommyjohn.com slash Jason today hey. for 20% off.
0: So when what woke you up? If that's not a rock bottom.
1: i had I'll tell one more good story, which
2: was when I was 19, I I finished Drake and Josh and I I had I had this moment where I booked this huge job, which made no sense. And it was for this um, little-known comedy team called Judd Apatow. Yes. (laughs) For a movie that Seth Rogen wrote. And Danny McBride was in it and Owen Wilson. And it was literally one of those moments where Judd saw me at the audition and was like, I don't have a part for you. but Because you're not right for the part you auditioned for. But you're funny. So I'll pay you a little bit. Come hang out every day. We'll put you in scenes right? Just be around yeah. and I'll find something for you. Cause I, I get you. Okay. And, uh,
1: which is an amazing break.
2: It's an amazing break, not only for anyone, but for a funny Jew who doesn't look like a traditional leading man. Judd Apatow is an expert at making you famous. Yeah. If you're Seth Rogen, if you're Jonah, Hill, like he just knows the special sauce. Yeah, And I just proceeded to be a total knucklehead idiot and was not reliable, would show up late. Like, it wasn't anything aggressively wrong. Yeah. I just was 19 and a cliche yeah. and, and addicted. And so I just thoroughly ruined my my reputation on that set. And I'll never forget that one day in particular, I showed up late and I got this email from Judd. And by the way, like, and I've I've apologized in person, but he couldn't have been cooler. Like, yeah. And he just was like, this doesn't fly. Yeah. You can't do this. You yeah. can't be late like this. It, it hurts the movie. Yeah. And it doesn't work here and it'll, it'll never work anywhere else. Yeah. And, uh, or I remember once on set, the first three days like went kind of well. I was sort of faking it. <laughs> and Judd said to me, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm working on another movie. Um, Ugh. You might want to stop by that set. Maybe, maybe oh. we'll find a, a part for you. Oh. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'll try. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what's it called? He goes, I'm "Super bad." And I was like, nah, <laughs> I just was too messed up. I you didn't, shined it. I just, I was like, thank you. I'll do my best to go. And, and then you I, didn't. I did not.
3: Damn.
0: So
2: I was so busy at an apartment in North Hollywood, yeah. you know, hurting myself. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so like, it was just, whether it was the Beverly Hills Hotel incident or the thing with Judd or passing out, like it was this culmination And then the corny side of just breaking my mom's heart on a regular basis where I was like, if I don't do
0: this now, um, I'm never going to do it. Did everybody know at one point, like don't hire Josh, he's on drugs now? I think so. Okay. So there was a a period where you were not getting hired anymore.
2: Yeah. I mean, there were so many moments like that, but I was lucky too, because there was no social media, right? This is 2008.
0: Because I had no idea. Yeah. I don't know that anybody else had any idea.
2: I'm literally outing myself in
0: this book. What am I doing? Well, you're, you're it facing bad? it. Maybe. And, and it's different if you tell the story, you write a book, and you're on drugs in a steaming pile. <laughs> sure. You've made it, you made it out. And yeah. stories like this are very valuable to the rest of the world who are you know, people that are in it, seeing you accomplished and way out of this addicted era. Mm. You've, you're a successful guy, you got a kid. You got to. I mean, you're organized. You, you're you're one of the one of the lucky ones. You made it. Yeah. At one point, it looked like you had no chance. To me, I, I like for that. That's like half my story. Is people like hearing that? You know, Jason has a house and a car, and his kids eat food and shit. They're like, wow, okay. Because at one point, didn't you do heroin with prostitutes? I'm like, yeah, I did. But you can get out of it if you really try. You're a, a perfect example of that. Even better because you're a lot more put together than I am. Like you're a very organized person. And to know that at one point, you told Jed Apatow to maybe I'll make it, maybe I won't. (laughs) And your whole life revolves around being a successful actor. That is like, wow, that is fucking ridiculously stupid, Josh. But look at it, here you are, you know?
2: There's certainly a couple of Judd movies where that wouldn't have hurt as much, but Super Bad, now that was a good one. Yes. All his movies are good. Not to mention super just bad was he just was invested in, in
0: making you a star. And you're like, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa, bad choice, you know?
2: Rough, rough choice.
0: Yeah, but now, nowhere near that. So can you actually get to
1: a point is it possible? And you know, you, you talk in the book about being involved in other people who are, you know, dealing with their issues, you know, uh, to the extent that you can talk about NAAA or whatever. Can you get to the point where you don't just replace the thing that you're filling the hole with, with another thing? So food and then drugs and alcohol. Like, do you now like put the kid to bed and spend eight hours a night on the dark web? <laughs> or do, do you not have a something anymore?
2: I've got a really good VPN.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> express vpn is the best actually all I, the other
2: i know i'm a fan of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no i mean you're right i've certainly seen sober people that basically like stop drinking and using and they become so uptight and so obsessive and i'm like you should really try a drink probably <laughs> 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 chill you out a little bit yeah so i didn't want to be that either so to your point like i mean i still have like like we talked about nicotine, like I can still kind of mess with nicotine where it doesn't ruin my life. Okay, I can eat a piece of cake now and like stay under two hundred pounds. All right, but I just don't, you know. I the only thing I've done perfectly is not drink or use for fourteen years, and and I've tried to like allow myself to grow. In addition, it's like to me, like the not using part is sort of allows me grants me access to all this like to like the growth theme park. And then it just depends, like, what? which one do you want to ride? Uh, like, but but it can't. Like, I know a lot of guys who have been sober 30 plus years who are overweight, smoke two packs a day, and are divorced, and are always right. And I'm like, I don't want what you have. Yep. So it all depends. There's no, like, there's no fucking finish line. Isn't that the worst part? Uh,
0: I don't mind that. that you don't mind the- that
2: there's no, like, don't you want to sometimes, like, be like, oh, I arrived. I'm all better.
0: No, I mean, never? just because I know that that's not a... That'll mean that I think that I'm right. Like, if I always think that it could still jump up and bite me, Right? then it's a safer position to be in. Because I never... I'm like, because ah. that'll make me dabble again. Oh, what's a drink? Just yeah. one. I'm like, no, dude, never. Don't ever do it. Don't do one, because you'll be off to the races. Even though I'm pretty sure I wouldn't, I just don't want to risk it. So I always... I'm a mistake. I'm always trying to fix it, you know? And I know that there's so many mistakes that it'll never be 100% fixed. And I'm okay with it. But I, you know, I but, just got to keep working.
2: But you can also balance, like, I feel like you can smoke weed and still be like super productive, like, yeah. and not have a drink.
0: Yeah. And if it stopped me from showing up, I would quit that too.
2: Yeah. Like, it's I an can't. easy decision. <laughs> I, I just feel like if I, and I loved smoking weed, but like, if I, I just, there's no part of me that would think, oh this was great so why wouldn't i do it earlier in the day tomorrow right right like i got away with it it worked out my life didn't fall apart but eventually i'd be like ah
0: is it hard to talk about like the is the book like therapeutic to you that you're you are now you know telling people in your book that hey man i was the beverly hills hotel flying around the fucking front of the yard (laughs) That's, that's pretty crazy is it is it difficult for you? Is there is there therapy in this? Like do you feel better that you've told that here it is? Here's, you know, I've made some pretty gnarly mistakes.
2: Yeah, I think so. I I want to I, I want to make my story be a value to the next guy. Cause to me, like the best advice always comes from people who are 20 feet above me on the same rock wall. Yeah. Right? Like I don't want a guy at the top because all I'm thinking is like, what do you know? Like you haven't been here in a while okay i'm hold like my arms are shaking right now and you're like you know popping a gatorade at the top of this mountain right i like when someone's 20 feet above me and goes hey try this hold i used it an hour ago and it felt good yeah or like i wouldn't use that one it's shaky as fuck yeah like that so that was my desire in writing this thing was like to say for anyone who's like in the middle of the struggle coming out of it it's like why i didn't write this when i was 55 because it felt like at thirty-five, I could speak more specifically to the experience. I feel like a lot of people like me and younger are having. Yeah, you know, yeah. But I, dude, uh, besides being the ultimate fan of this show, like the, your your guy's ability in which to be so unfiltered, even when you were working for like gigantic corporate apparatus, like that's. I remember I interviewed Neil Brennan once, who's the stand-up behind like the Chappelle show and Chappelle's writing partner, and he always said that like chappelle's number one thing was like the only thing better than a great joke is an honest moment like people can't take their eyes off of it yep right
0: yeah i'm just starting to understand that because i'm doing stand-up and i caught somebody do that last night where i was like oh wow really yeah yeah i was like oh that's because i always thought just be funny just that's what comedians do is just be funny all the time and then it was just i'm like this isn't a joke this is this is some heartfelt shit and everybody's very captivated and yeah. then you put a joke on the end of it. I'm like, oh, wow, ballsy. You know, because I'm a comedian, everybody. Ha ha. And now I'm in the middle of a really serious story. I'm like, is that do you really want to take people there? But yeah, because they are captivated. And then you throw a punchline on the end of it. And it's an even more successful joke. But it's risky because you're bringing people down for a second.
2: Are you afraid of silence when you're on the stage?
0: Uh I mean, not really, because I'm used to it. Like, yeah. my first year of really trying was only silence. So wow. that one doesn't seem that scary to me. Last night I wasn't very busy, and I was like, oh, shit, we're going to do one of those, huh? And I was like, whatever, I've done that, like, a hundred times. And then it turned out that it wasn't like that. Everybody was laughing, and it was a, a, a an excellent bonus surprise.
1: Because
0: wow. for a second then, I was like, man, little rooms with a little amount of people, people don't want to laugh as much, because it's a little bit uncomfortable. You know, if it's just us and this person's telling jokes and you're like, oh, (laughs) you might think this guy's looking at you like people feel it, you know, but if it's a big group of people that are ready to laugh, then no one's intimidated about expressing themselves. They almost want to join in and laugh with everybody. It just seems a little bit, you've really got to have something there for, you know, 15 people to go with it.
2: What would be an offense where you would feel comfortable enough getting off the stage and confronting someone? Like, what kind of heckling?
0: Oh, events? I do not look forward to that because I see everybody else with their their responses with with hecklers, and I'm like, I'm still a bit touchy, you know. Like, I got a lot of gay jokes, and if someone was, you know, someone was like, ha ha fag, I don't know what I do. <laughs> you know, I I definitely don't want to talk to anybody after it.
3: Somebody you almost says, have to like come up with something to have in your holster yeah. for if it does happen like You're right. I probably should. Like if but. somebody does heckle you for being gay like threaten to aggressively suck his dick or, or Yeah. like
1: hopefully something like, comes <laughs> out like that. Yeah. <laughs> I will suck your dick sir, you better sit the fuck down. Josh, you doing stand up as like a uh, somebody who was younger than 10. <laughs> you didn't face many hecklers I'm guessing.
2: No, but I, I did. It was usually the other stand-ups because they thought I I was just, because I was doing it with adults and they were like, you're a hacky, like you're a You're, you're a gimmick, yeah. Yeah, you're a gimmick.
1: And they were not entirely wrong. Probably pretty right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I had, you know, I had a strong five minutes that like I knew slightly worked and I knew I couldn't do crowd work because I'm like, oh, what do you guys like, Pokemon? Like I had nothing to relate to people about. And a lot of comedians like would get up and they would kind of have these half form things and it'd be a rough night and then I'd go get five minutes of charity laughs and they would not be pleased.
1: Yeah, it's tough. You're kind of playing a different game. It's a little bit like rollerblader showing up at the Vert ramp.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's tough. I mean I have no idea what it would really be like, but (laughs) have you ever rollerbladed? Yeah. Uh one time I did acid and (laughs) I was awake for two days and I went to the skate shop that I'm sponsored by and took some rollerblades and went rollerblading in the bowl for an hour.
3: You also rollerbladed when I survived a 10 minute
0: round with Will Pendarvis at Ellis Manila. Oh yeah, rollerblading in a boxing ring and I rollerbladed once in a music video with Rob Dyrdek. Hmm. We held uh, he held onto my hips while we rollerbladed through the park.
2: <laughs> was, was there a second where you're like, "Yeah, it's pretty fun?" No.
0: <laughs> I don't it's not that big of a it's I it's not a real, I, I, I don't explain the whole story and it's been a long time. So it doesn't, people just think I really despise it for no reason. Like my theory, my, my hatred is <clears throat> skateboarding was in trouble and rollerblading showed up and tried to move skateboarding out. And in my world, in Australia, my, the skate shop that sponsored me stopped hooking me up and started giving rollerbladers shit and they started skating the ramp with me. So it was like a, you're pushing me out and it's my ramp. It's our ramp. So there was a... And I was very spiteful back then. So I was like, you guys trying to take my shit? Fuck you guys. And then, you know, when we when everyone else started to figure out how stupid it is, I just kept bashing them because we were back and you guys got squashed and it was like a fuck you, I told you kind of thing. But it's very childish and I know that now. So it's not... I don't really hate rollerblading at all. I just hated everybody back then and i kind of still back old jason because i'm that's me that's a part of me and yeah. i kind of think he's funny because he did used to say it in a way where it was funny you know what i mean like, you guys look stupid as fuck <laughs> you know what i mean why are you holding your boot what is that
3: <laughs> josh, josh we were eat? we were um talking about doing a a, a roller derby event yeah uh yeah. jason Ella show. Pro-Am celebrity roller derby. Pro-Am. <laughs> sure. I'm just like adding shit yeah, onto it now. No, keep going. How how are your skills on roller skates?
2: A uh, roller skates.
3: Yeah, skates, not blades. Not blades.
1: I was gonna say you're from a time and a place. I'm guessing oh, you've yeah. bladed through Central Park.
2: I own blades. I have yeah. blades in my 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 home.
0: That's a ballsy move. And I
2: live, I live in an apartment, <laughs> so there's not a lot of storage. If you could have
0: said that before you asked to be on the show. I would have thought about it. <laughs> you uh, can rollerblade in this fucking contest, too. I don't give a fuck.
2: I'll throw on, if I can throw on some blades, I'm
0: down. Just know that if you're rollerblading at Roller Derby Alice Mania, I'm fucking coming for you. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I'm it's like, with- oh, that guy's got rollerblades on.
2: Clothesline. Well, you were, who did you, oh, you fucked up Tony Hawk's kid, right? <laughs> did you say Wait, that on what? the pod? No, like, didn't he want to train?
0: You said that on Tiger Bell. Oh, right? yeah, no, I punched him in the face a little bit, yeah. Sure, yeah. so
2: that's why I'm always like, I really want to train with Alice one day, but I feel like I might get, like, half a jab. No, nah,
0: it's different. He's a young guy who was going for it. So gotcha. I, I accommodated him on a few hard shots because I was like, all right, motherfucker. But he's a young guy that's kind of crazy, like, those two kids want to they want to taste they skate they get they get hurt all the time right they, they they i could tell he one of them not one the other brother i did not beat up that bad the one that was like going for it and wanted a little bit of a test i came at him for 20 seconds punch him in the stomach as hard as i could a couple of times a
2: couple flurries
0: yeah cuz yeah. he wanted to mix it up with me but you no if you want to learn then i would be happy to help you but yeah i'm not i don't like doing that to people you know yeah i remember i was once training at fortune the boxing gym a different time I, Did, yeah i would have cracked you for sure
2: no for sure <laughs> yeah. but i remember there was this like heavyweight guy who was training but he had formerly been an nfl player i think and so he was like got done in the nfl early like in his 20s he was like maybe i'll be a fighter like i'm an athlete i'm a big dude so he was training with jeremy williams yeah who was like former heavyweight yep you know champion And it was fascinating because he just kind of, I guess, did the unofficial rule of like, I'm going to hit you as hard as you hit me. So you set the tone. Yep. And I I watched the guy, you know, mix around, spar with him a little bit. And it was like, fine. And then you saw him throw one really hard punch and Jeremy kind of eat it and go, okay. And then he broke his nose. Yep. The next punch was like, you can't hit me that hard.
0: I mean, that's, I don't know. Everybody does that when they're learning. Everybody throws too hard. Yeah, it's just different if you're an ex NFL player who's a really big guy and you decide to throw really hard. Well, then the thing that's coming back is also going to be ridiculously hard, right? And your nose is still a human nose. (laughs) Sure. If you're too, you know, if you're, uh, I don't know, an athlete who was a runner and you're 160 pounds and you start throwing too hard at somebody who's a pro who's 160 pounds, he's gonna jab, he's gonna, he's gonna crack you. But when you're over 200. And you've got the experience of Jeremy. Yeah. That's no every single punch is is a is not good. I dropped him with a body punch once. Really? We were playing you know, warming up, doing body shots only. And he was just talking crazy shit. He's like, you he can't do nothing. You know? And then I hit him and he was like, what? You call that a shot? And then the next one I went, whap go while he was talking shit and he had to take a knee and it was in front of Justin Fortune and stuff. And Justin's just was like, this guy fucking put you on the ground. Like it was a it was a it was a legal shot, but it was also Cause he was like, you can't hit and started shouting about how great he is or whatever. And right when he was in the middle of doing that, I was like, whack, and actually got him to drop. It's like wow. a claim to fame for me. Cause I was like, you are, I know who you are. Yeah. You know? I know who I am. You just took a knee. Pretty cool.
2: I really want to fight Logan Paul. I just don't want to take my what shirt off. What the fuck? I just don't yeah. want to take my shirt off. Where of did that come from? No, like for millions of dollars. Oh, okay, yeah,
1: no, no. Oh, then me too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take my shirt off too. I don't. You care. could you could get some kind of celebrity boxing action. I would. Da- Why don't you fight the guy from Good Burger, Kel Yeah, <laughs> or Keenan. I don't think Keenan's gonna be there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> my kid just got really into Good Burger. It's great. It's a classic. I don't know what the story is. I don't know what the behind the scenes is. But it's if you say one of these guys is going to go on to be on SNL for 20 years. The other guy, you're not going to hear so much from him. You would have fucking 100 out of 100 people would have guessed wrong. Yeah. My kid is on the fucking floor. Kel, is that his name? Kel. Yeah. You know, he's the king of Nickelodeon now. Oh, really? Like he's been on like 200
2: episodes. (laughs) Yeah. He's had like three shows in a row. Great, great,
0: great, great. He'll, great. he'll, He'll fight you. Yeah, Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Fight him. I know. I know an, organiz- there? I know not an not organization much. that will let you fight, but I don't know about a million dollars. You don't think, yeah, a million's probably pushing. Come you, on. You
1: don't think that the '90s? I can get a mill.
2: The '90s. <laughs> I probably have to fight
1: Drake. Uh, the yeah. '90s nostalgia people. Yeah, you probably don't want to get involved with that. Yeah. The. the you don't think there's enough '90s nostalgia if you have a, a proper ripe Nickelodeon matchup? Yeah, you could fight uh, Donkey Lips.
2: <laughs> Perfect. I, <laughs> I could. Um, donkey Lips. Trying to think who? Uh, well, Nick Cannon's from Nickelodeon. Ain't hey,
1: not gonna do it, buddy. Come on. <laughs> good Nick fun. Is not, as, as speaking as Nick's representative, I don't think Nick can be there. What, who do we got? Nick, does, Nick doesn't take his turban off for less than $3 million. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't either. Right.
2: Sure. Um, yeah. No, I if I didn't have to take my shirt off and and deal with the trash talking, because that'll hurt my
1: feelings. Mm. What sort of trash talking would you be expecting from a former Nickelodeon star? I'm thinking, <laughs> it,
2: I'm still working on the Pauls. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. You won't I, give it up. Let let he's looking for the money here. shot. Let yeah. me have dreams here.
1: Do you want to <laughs> fight or not? No, not really. Oh,
0: okay. What about getting the shit beaten out of here by Logan Paul? Because that might happen. He's pretty good. Is he really good? He's pretty good for a guy he's that blessed, isn't a boxer.
2: But he's also physically blessed. Like he's like corn fed Ohio, like yeah. drank milk growing up. Do you box a lot? I mean, I, I think I could I could definitely not win, but I could last for a couple. Yeah, if I went for if I went to Fortune for six months and was like, Give me all you got. And I took peptides
1: and hung out with you a lot. Yeah. I think I could hang out. Strong words. You listening to this, Paul Brothers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy's going to take peptides.
0: Here. Yeah, they love this show. <laughs> They're always DMing me about it. Not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that fight.
2: All right, well. But least, I would watch it. At least we have it recorded here. Yeah, it'd be fun. They've yeah. got to lose yeah. a couple Gauntlet times. Gauntlet Can I wear a long sleeve? Can I wear this shirt? What's Ain't your fun? deal?
0: What's so bad about your body? Nah, you know. Cause you were big, you got stretch marks or something.
2: Yeah, a little bit. So what? Really?
0: I don't know. I don't really don't get, a, get, a,
2: get a bunch of tattoos. I mean, you were
0: three hundred pounds. You know? I
2: was. I wasn't. I wasn't a small human. I don't know. I was a big boy.
0: I, I'm less. I'm less about about that. I feel like it's even better, especially if you win. Um,
2: oh, can you imagine?
0: I, I I. That was my highlight of my life. If I, inspiring. If somebody was like really big and shredded, and I could beat him. Cause you can't. That doesn't mean you're good. Right. If you're jacked, it's almost. Especially if you're really big, Slow. you're gonna get tired quick. Do you leave your shirt on when you
3: when you train?
2: When I train, like at the gym, yeah. Like at Equinox,
3: yeah.
1: You didn't. <laughs> you didn't expect that. <laughs> Who the fuck <laughs> takes <laughs> their shirt
3: off at Equinox? Well, no, I don't. Don't like if at like Fortunes, people don't take their shirt off when they spar and hit the bag.
2: Maybe no? sparring, but if you. Had your, rare. If you had your shirt off at Fortunes, I feel like Justin would look at you like, put your fucking shirt on.
0: Yeah, oh, if, no you're, if you're sparring and you have your shirt off, maybe because you're sweating a lot. But Dude, most I'm, people when they spar, wear t-shirts. I'm I'm there with you. I, I I would love to
3: surgically graft this shirt to my body so I never have to take it off.
2: You're not a big I, shirt off guy?
3: No, no. When I when I take my shirt off, I look like a Sharpei. Mm. I don't hold weight well. It it all turns to rolls. It ignores my fucking skinny chicken legs and it goes straight to like my belly and my saggy witch tits. So hot. And like, dude, they, I was thinking about it today when I left the house. This scarred me when we had Tyler Posey on the Sirius XM show and we both got whipped by a dominatrix. He put the video on his Instagram where he has like 30 million followers. And I did the I broke the number one rule and I looked at the comments and they were like fucking 12 year old girls throwing out science terms like, ha that man has gynecomastia. Like yeah, male breast enlargement.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know. Twelve-year-old girls wish they had gynecomastia.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean they're right. I have it. It's just like man, why do you know that science word? And man, it really stings when you use it on me. Ever thought about doing some push-ups? Get rid of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I'm doing. I'm doing them. Oh,
0: you're back. Yep, I'm back. All right. They're they're stubborn. It's not an overnight thing, dude. You got to like really do a lot. It's kind of like a ridiculous amount for people that have fat tits. Like yeah. There's muscle underneath. I told them. you the the nipples are the last thing to go. You're one of those people that if you worked on it a lot would just have big pecs because you've got fat tits and you yeah. turn it into muscle.
1: Yeah. Uh, Josh, I apologize if we talked about this the last time you were here, but I feel like we're circling a lot around fat shaming and body positivity. Of like, you have a very unique insight into that as somebody who's been on both sides of the weight spectrum and as a public figure. Yes, fat shaming sucks. Yeah, it always did. I don't think anybody disagrees with that, but when it bleeds into uh, extreme body positivity, almost body egotism hmm. for people that I judge to be in, like, that it would be a good idea for them to lose a few pounds.
2: Yeah, couple co- comorbidities. Yeah, sure.
1: What do you think about? I've seen a couple people popped up in my feed recently. I don't know why they would think that I would have anything, any opinion about that one way or the other. That are really pushing the like, yeah, I'm very, very big. And I Mm. defy anybody to tell me that it's not fucking awesome. Mm. Like, do you see this? I'm sure Sure. it's out in the culture. Do you have any thoughts or insights on that? Like, do you think it would have been in your best interest when you were almost 300 pounds to embrace that? And that it was actually society, society was out of bounds shaming you for that? Yeah. I don't
2: know if you can walk that line of like being emotionally supportive to someone's experience mm-hmm. despite their size, while also just acknowledging like the scientific realities of the risks that come with being that heavy. Right. I don't know if you can perfectly balance that. I I take my kid to the mall a lot because we love commerce. And, uh, you know, you go around a mall now and you see like in the windows, the models and the photos are like, every size every shape that would just be like non-existent in the Mm mid-2000s and there's a part of me that goes like like and these people like look healthy they're just not you know at a six percent bmi and so to that end i'm like god this is great right they talk about in you know how important it is for representation with kids and how you see in so many like Pixar movies and different movies nowadays where, where they're embracing, you know, so much diversity, so many kids who had they grown up 15 years ago might never see themselves in a movie. Oh. And suddenly they're like, wow, like that main character looks just like me and how important it is. So I think it's great that that exists. But to your point, yeah, I think we can get to a level of extreme where we're like co-signing something that's that's really unhealthy for someone. So it's not a direct answer. It's
0: hard. I look. Everybody needs to see their doctor. You know, some right. people are bigger and it's healthy. Not, it's not hurting them. Sorry. You know, they can be a certain amount of overweight and it's not doing anything. And if that's happy because that's the food you like to eat, cool. Yeah. But if you're, you know, you go see your doctor and they're like, "Hey, your body is struggling because of how big you are," then I don't. It, then you need help. I don't want to. I don't want to belittle you or make fun of you. I just you. You can't brag about being unhealthy, saying this is, this is the life. It's so like I smoke cigarettes all the time, and it doesn't do anything to me. My body, I get checked, and they say, hey man, you're good. I don't know why, but it doesn't seem to affect you. Okay, well then smoke. But if he tells you you have lungs that are going to f- start fucking with you because of the amount of cigarettes you smoke, then you know I'm not going on the treadmill smoking cigarettes, bragging about how great it is. It's right. just a weird. If you're really heavy and it's hard for you to breathe when you walk upstairs, then I don't, I don't. What are we talking about here? Like you're, you can't walk upstairs. You're finding it difficult to go upstairs. You're unhealthy. You need help. Right. And anybody who's in that situation also needs it. You know, you need to change your diet. And I don't. The diet thing, you know, uh, better than I do. Just live a different lifestyle. It's not. I'm just gonna, you know, eat this for a couple of months. It's like no, your whole life needs to change whatever you're doing it's not working out and you can deny it all you want but if you could shed enough to walk up those stairs without being tired you'd thank me you'd thank yourself it's not a it's not a i'm not like you know get in shape fatty it's like live your life your full life it's not a full life to find it difficult to breathe sitting on the couch
2: yeah i mean i i see it in the book like the one thing I'll tell you is if you are utterly fed up and like miserable and at your bottom, like I know what that feels like. And I would say it's a really good place to start Mm -hmm. because it for me, I don't know about for you guys, but like, no, like pain is my really true motivation in all things. And I never learned anything on a good day. Like, unfortunately, to qualify any change in my life, I have to get pretty sick and tired and over it. Because, you know, I, it's not like a 220. I was like, this is getting out of control. I, I should really start now. Yeah. Like I had to be utterly at this point of like, oh, like my, it's only going to be Groundhog Day from right. here on out. So I, I get it. I, I don't wish people to be in pain, but I know it's a great place to start. Right. You know?
0: And it can be done. Yeah. You know? Lots of people do it. It's a lot of hard work. And especially if you got that big in the first place, it's going to be a really different lifestyle for you. It's going to be a shock but it can be done and it is worth it. You cannot argue that it's not worth it. Anybody that can shed enough to just walk around, you know, running and jumping as an athlete that like I've had heart conditions. I've had people say like, this is it for you. It's heartbreaking to me because one of the greatest things that I've ever had in my life is my body running around doing stuff like you and you, some people have never experienced it. They got big when they are a kid and they stayed big and it's, it's a it's a shame because your body, you know, we're animals. You know, we're running around jumping and, and grabbing, hunting things or whatever it is we did when we were first starting and you're just writing that off. Just, nah, I'm going to look at my phone and order Postmates. Yeah. Like, that's, there's you're missing out on a giant chunk of life by not making that body work for you. Do you think
2: anyone doesn't trip about food and body stuff, even if they're, like, you're... A naturally thin guy. And here you are like, you know, tripping about a comment that someone wrote or like my wife and her sisters, like they're these statuesque volleyball players, like, you know, never were overweight and five foot 10 blonde, like to the outside world. I'd be like, oh, like you are. It's the reason the title for the book, Happy People Are Annoying, because I used to look at people like that or the quarterback and I would just think, oh, happy people got a manual at birth that I didn't get. Mm. right? Like they just qualified for something I didn't and they have more armor and they're naturally like more adept at navigating the world. And it wasn't until I had to sort of find what happiness meant to me that I realized that in fact, perhaps they're not annoying. Um, but that was my sort of thought. So again, to see like my sister-in-laws who totally worry about like, you know, what they're eating or, you know, if they feel like they put on a few pounds, like, I feel like everybody, struggles
0: right is Yeah, more so than that? ever because of how many things there are to eat on the planet that are also highly recommended more than healthy food where I, like i'll I do it where i'm like oh they got they got you know so-and-so with so-and-so You know, like they got a new burger with something else in it i'm like oh i want to try that and then just day to day i'm in a hurry can i get some food wherever it is they're usually offering 80 percent don't eat that every day, <laughs> you know. Like it's, yeah. to me, as a, a plant based, I, I eat meat and cheese every now and then. As now, but uh, like when I was just trying to be hundred percent plant based, it's not easy. Like the, the meals you get as a guy that's lived the life of meat and cheese and burgers and stuff, and now I'm having this salad with greens, and you know, it's not, it's not as good. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, and there and there, and you know, then your your choices shrink and and your dedication to getting the correct meal has to be a lot of dedication because everything else is, is available. Meat and cheese is everywhere, but I just want to have like a green drink or I want to, it's, it's, it's might be shit because the people that are making it are new to this game. It's just not as common to say, you know, can I get a, a salad anywhere in America and you, and they give it to you and you go, wow, you know, not only does it taste great, but it's got all the things that you need in your daily diet to be healthy. Sure. That's a fucking hard place to find. And it's also usually ridiculously expensive. Right. So now it's like, oh, I'm healthy because I'm rich. Like, fuck, what is, that's no, everyone, no one else is. Right. Like, how's everyone else supposed to get out of it if you're only giving, you're only offering, me like McDonald's salad. Fucking bamboozled, man, you're getting me. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to get fit. so and And the only place I can afford to eat is this place. And they're like, yeah, here's your salad, you dumb fuck. We just scatter cheese and sugar all over it and, you're like, man, it even tastes good. It's like, it's, it's not healthy. You <laughs> yeah, got the, the dressing is bacon grease. Yeah, like it's just all, it's very, it's very difficult. And I live in L- LA. I moved from LA to Hermosa Beach, and my wife and I find it very difficult to get a good plant based meal because we're 45 minutes away from the Costumes. city. Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid how difficult it is. So I get why everybody else finds it difficult as well. Yeah, you know, I noticed something just the other day.
1: I think people have lots of like cliches in their mind about how people are in parts of the world. They haven't spent a lot of time. Yeah. So California, Los Angeles, it's like, oh, people who go to Dodgers game, show up three innings late. and They're all blonde. And it's like, yeah, we have more of those than other places. But people are kind of people everywhere you go. I think on average, I look at the parents at my kid's school. And I think pretty much by definition, these are fairly busy people. They're parents and they have jobs. I do think the average grown-up in Los Angeles is, this is what I say, maybe in the rest of the country, the average grown-up's like 25 pounds overweight. In LA, the average grown-up's more like 10 pounds overweight. Mm. That probably is the cliche that's true, but I was like, you know, there's really only like five or six parents that I would really say are like, they're really in shape. They look really, really good. And every one of them on the side of their car has the logo for the gym or the training regimen that they run together. Right. So it's like, yes, if your job... And obviously you only got into that because you fucking love that shit to begin with. That's how it's possible, easily possible for an adult to be in really fantastic shape. Yes. Run a chip with your husband.
2: <laughs> yeah. Open an F45. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you love working
0: out or is it? Yeah. All right. Good.
2: Because it's the only thing that gives me like a free high. Yeah. Really?
1: I get that treadmill high. Oh. Yeah. So good. What?
2: <laughs> Elliptical Ride the high. snake,
1: baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. I never got I never got that high before
2: what can we all now that we've we focused on health can we all quickly give our cheat meals like what when you really want to fucking take the brakes off and go full body karate what are you, what are you going pizza just any pizza um really good pizza prime
0: pizza. oh i would like it if it was a good pizza but you just a, a cheese pizza or something
2: mm, classic. just a
0: straight up cheese yeah, i'm not really a pepperoni guy anymore i used to be when i was a youngster but if i'm going to cheat i would like like a slice from a place that is like an like a you know this thin one, real thin pizzas, New York style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones I could probably eat a lot of, like a know? pie or ice cream. Oh, I've ate, I've eaten a pie. I get there's a pie store down the road, and every now and then I get a pie for when the kids are here, and the kids never <laughs> eat the fucking pie, <laughs> and I just eat it. Like I, I don't, I never finish the whole thing, but I can tell. I buy this thing. For, I don't know, it's like twenty bucks, and nobody, I'm just mine. In the end, I just, I'm like, don't even slice it. Start eating it out of the tray because <laughs> right. no one wants it. No one's going to have it. And I will, you know, Katie knows sometimes I'll candy off like a fucking maniac. That's my, my cheat. But I also know that I'm going to do that and I'll make sure I burn it. You know, I right. watch it. I watch five or 10. I, I used to be 10, 20. I could float. Now I let, I'll f- five. If you go up five, I'm like, hey, stop. Diling. You know, like, get that five back off. And I have a scale. I used to dodge the scale when I'd get a little chunky because I'm like, I don't want to know that I'm 220 because that'll mean I'll have to go to the gym more, you know? And I'm right. like, I just want to stand on it. I can tell when I look in the mirror, I'm fucking overweight. Right. Now, I think since the plant-based thing, also be, no more alcohol, just way more switched on and way more ready to fight the good fight now. Like, I don't wake up and go, oh, don't worry about it. I'll just get a burrito. Like, I'll wake up and be like, hey, man, fucking... You ate like, you know what I mean? Two bags of cake. Cause it, it's not a, when I cheat, sometimes it's a fucking hard flex. Like I will eat an ice cream thing, like a container of ice cream. I've done that before on the couch. And then on my way to bed, I'll be like, oh, I fucking red vines. Grab a packet of red vines and then like start looking at Netflix while I, like, Katie's done, What was the one, Katie, where I <laughs> fell asleep with the food in my mouth and you kept trying to take it out and I would fight to get it back <laughs> off you and then put it in my mouth and immediately go back to sleep? She was trying to stop me from choking. What was it? Uh,
1: it was a lollipop. Thankfully, it had a stick on it. But I've also pulled out like gummy bears out of your mouth before where you've just fallen asleep. Like- <laughs> I get,
0: I get what I, it's that's when I, at, when I, right when I go to sleep is when I've got no more uh, willpower. Yeah. And it's just, no, I'm, I'm almost unconscious. And, and whatever's still conscious is just like, yeah, man, all, it's all, it's all good. You can eat yeah. anything you want for as long as you can. And then I wake up in the morning and look at my little patch of candy and go, oh my God, dude. Yeah. So I'll go pretty hot.
2: Sometimes. Like, yeah. literally, my friend's dad, and we'd sleep over at his house. Shout out Felix. And he would go to the fridge and guzzle a Coke and oh. fart every day. <laughs> <night. laughs> and go back to his room. Oh, shit. What's your cheat shit? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. I, I love pizza. I love like Chinese food, like a bunch of, I feel like that's like a Jersey, like, we love Chinese food. Uh, I
1: don't mean to, my kid. That's definitely my kids' cheap food. Yeah. It's disgusting watching them eating greasy noodles. Yeah. They're monsters.
2: Just like a bunch of orange chicken. Oh, like okay. orange chicken. Yeah. And noodles and then- Egg rolls, yeah. yeah. And then you need like a dessert. Yes, And so what's it going to be? Like, is it going to be, maybe I just go get a cake from Costco. <laughs> oh
1: my goodness. I'm not going
2: to eat the, okay. cake, the whole thing. But, okay. ma- but like their- First of all, what a bargain! Fourteen ninety nine for an entire sheet
1: cake. <laughs> have but, you ever bought sorry. a cake for an occasion that didn't apply to you or that yeah. had already passed?
2: Like you, know, like when you get Postmates and they're like, or you call for like room service. Like, how many people is this for? You're like four.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't care. I say one. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. like you have
2: all these extra utensils, but you know they're also going to include extra bread. Like in the bread basket, you're like, this was worth the lie.
0: Isn't it weird when they come up and you're in the room by yourself and it's a table for four? <laughs> yeah, you're
2: like, Rick. Oh, Rick's in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. No, they're all they're
0: all in the bathroom getting ready to eat. <laughs> right. yeah. I said four. For me.
2: <laughs> what about you guys?
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm a garbage person. I I like I like the trashiest stuff there is. So if it comes to pizza, I'll get Domino's, thin crust, pepperoni, extra cheese. Oh, house wow. it to myself or I'll just really dumpster dive and get a pepperoni pan pizza from Pizza Hut. But ever since I cuz like my my biggest thing is onions, they're the fucking grossest thing in the world to me. He vomits so that, if
0: they're in the room. Yeah. If and, I had an onion right now and started cutting it, he starts dry reaching immediately. Yeah. You didn't
2: vomit, though, when we had the the canned, remember the Yeah, what fish? was that, that Yeah,
0: No, he reacts, yeah, the oh, fucking yeah. The <laughs> herring, right. the most foul thing I've ever smelled in my life, like on the my trash can smelled like it for like a month. <laughs> he His reaction to that is not as bad as if I was just sliced some onions and said, eat this, I'll give you $1,000. He would literally just vomit all over the, over the studio. Jeez. Yeah, I'd I've rather never eat seen the it, turd fish. Yeah, I've never seen an anyone onion, yeah. with that reaction from onions. In the room. Wow. But I, I learned that um,
3: in and out animal style, their sauce, not, li- not like Big Mac sauce, it doesn't have onions in it. So when I learned that, and I, I, I did, got- I didn't know Big Mac sauce had onions in it. It does. Oh. And that, that always fucked me up. So That's I a always secret. Just, I always <laughs> just assumed- that when you got In N Out Animal Style, it had like onions mixed into the sauce. So when I learned that it didn't, that was that that was a very dangerous day for me. So like in and out, double double animal style, no onions, extra pickles. That 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 gets some movement
0: out of the way. You can really penis. tell by the orders that he, like extra cheese and the and the, the specifics that he gets into. He is he's put a lot of work into eating the shittiest of shit. Yes, like when you have details on. First of all, Domino's, bad choice. What the fuck, Pizza Hut even worse. I know, but you know what, Pizza Hut give me extra cheese on that. I'm like, your brain is so <laughs> evil to your tits. Like I it's know. so your brain's like, hey titties, you ready to fucking power up? Because that uh, extra cheese. Because uh, like all the choices you're making, I like pizza. Like uh, you know I mean, I'm gonna cheat. Fuck yeah. But if you're like, hey man, here's Dominoes. I'm like, I'm gonna go home. And order my own. Like, this is uh, for me, if I'm gonna cheat, it also needs to be good. Right. And I'm not, I don't yeah. like, I don't wanna eat a shit cheat. That is f- good to me. There's like five million granules of sodium in it. Right. It's which so is, tasty. I wonder how much unhealthier a Domino's pizza is to like Joe's pizza. I,
2: it has, has to be same. worse. It's just ba- worse ingredients. Right. Like that's right. The, the
0: preservatives and what have you. Which probably right. does more to not making you look in shape. Like I feel like the more processed, the harder it is to break the, the food down. I'm not a doctor, I, mean, I hang out with gym guys. That's my regurgitating <laughs> bullshit, I'm gonna be honest. But I have heard that sure. the more processed, the harder it is for the body to break down. I believe it stays it. in there, yeah, so.
3: And the, the weirdest thing about that is like, when I was a kid, I was rail thin.
0: Yeah. like To
3: the point where I looked sickly and my mom made me weight gain shakes in the morning to take to the bus to school. And she put fucking two scoops of mint chocolate chip ice cream in the in the weight gain shake.
2: Carnation, The Carnation
0: ones. No, it was a GNC weight gain powder. I know, wow, I know who. Re- yeah, fuel. Is, I know who's hundred percent responsible for your breasts. I, but it it was it was your mom.
3: I never. I wasn't General really nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that active of a kid. I liked video games and comics and shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just naturally had this metabolism that was through the roof. And when I got older and it gave up on me, it was it was like, well, fuck, now I don't know what to do.
0: I'm, I'm used to eating say, whatever I want. I, yeah, I feel but, yeah. when you say it gave up on you, I mean, just just talking about your diet, it really didn't give up on you. You're kind of in shape for somebody that gets extra cheese from Domino's. Like, it's not... Some people that eat the diet that you eat are really big. It's yeah. been a really long time since I've had Domino's. Right, but even your normal meals... Wait, dude, come on. We've We're been fucking 20 years deep. You eat shit. Yeah. 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 He finds it hard to eat. That's I can tell. It's a, it's a curse. Him eating healthy is like, am I fi- am I thin yet? Like it's this is <laughs> it's poison. Yeah, like yeah. And, it, and I can tell the difference. Like for me, I've I've tried it enough where I'm not lying. I enjoy my healthy meal that I'm eating. Right, it, and I can tell. And I think there's a lot of work with that. I think you have to eat a lot of it to, unfortunately, be like you know what? No, this is actually really tasty. Because I think when I was younger. You know, when I was in my teens, and if someone said, Here, have this, you know, salad with all the seeds and shit in it, I'd be like, Oh my God. Like, can I just have some fries or
1: something? <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful to my parents for putting in their way, in their 1980s way, they did put the right stuff inside of me. They, they planted the seeds. Cause like we had salads with every meal and it was uh, like drenched in thousand island dressing. Sure. But I did get used to having raw vegetables with almost every single dinner. We had, uh, we, I, I couldn't leave the table until I had the broccoli, which was drenched in Velveeta. <laughs> but oh, it oh, did, yeah. it, but now I just want the broccoli. You know what I mean? It kind of was the spoonful of sugar that made me actually grow up and get li- like the adult versions of those things. Right.
2: But I, I think about like how many kids I knew grow, growing up who were naturally thin and took it for granted. Yeah. yeah? And so now at like 35 and, you know, at 35, I'm in a pretty good percentage of reasonably in shape for my age. And I'll go on Facebook and I'll look at kids who are beautifully in shape. And now 35, not good. I'll be like, oh, ouch,
0: Steve. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, re, you up with you, didn't it? It <laughs> will catch up. up. Was... Yeah. Yeah. No matter who you are, it will catch up. Oh, yeah. But that's when you got to grow up, you know? And I'm, I feel like, as a guy that's always felt grow up is a painful suggestion, I'm like you grow up. I like being an idiot. Right. Those ones, I don't, i I especially like Kevin's a perfect example. I'm like, I don't know if I, if you could ever, Eat how I eat and enjoy it. I'm really not sure at this point because of how much you don't like healthy food. <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen him do smoothie drinks, you know, and he's like, Oh, good, food smooth. I'm like, You got it from Java juice, man. Like it's not <laughs> right. You're fucking lying here. Like it's it's tolerable because there's shit in it. Right. You, bay. Yeah. But I it is a I don't know how it happened. I think maybe from fighting where I, you know, cutting weight and eating really bad, like because at one point I was, you know, for my first fight. Justin Fortune was—he's like, you're not going to cut weight. It was uh, a sweet potato with uh, what's the black syrupy shit? Molasses,
1: because like it didn't have it
0: didn't have no molasses. Is like this black saucy shit. And he was like, that doesn't have any something or something. So I basically, salt and pepper I could put on this sweet potato and some molasses. Wow, and that's it. And then like uh, some some uh, oatmeal in the morning. Like those were when I started cutting weight. I was eating. In the end, the last couple of days, it was just that fucking potato. That's it for the whole day and water. And then the last day, no water. So when you do shit like that and you lose like 20 pounds from just really, you know, your body's crying for anything. And I don't, I remember like drugs and alcohol. I was fully into beer and drugs at the time. And I was like, I just want a fucking pizza. I'll give a fuck about a beer. I I was drooling over people eating pizza in front of me. I'm like, oh. Oh, you could be—you could have a big bag of Coke over here. And I'm like, nah, I just want one <laughs> bite of that. When you come from back from that, and then you eat a salad, it's not—you're like, you mm. I mean, it's—it's it's so much better than a sweet potato I've been eating for like, like a month. I think I was running that. Jesus, it's really, but it helped me like food that wasn't as awesome as you know, I mean, a cheeseburger with bacon and just all the shit you could think of to stack in there to make it incredibly lardy and tasty yeah. i can fight it now i can be like i can enjoy what you would call a shit meal mm-hmm. so there's I'm a whole, jealous of that there is you, you just gotta torture you you gotta take the the bad enough to yep. wear just get a boxing match and cut weight for a few months yeah, you did that
2: will they ever because yeah. they always talk about it but is there ever a reality where they will change the rules of weight cutting like in the sense of no, just not happening No, because it they already
0: much. could and they won't do it. It's it, crazy. It like because people so want to we, cheat. We've
1: been over this. There's like a yeah. workaround. To every, every common sense uh, change that you would suggest, they'd be like, oh, they did that in high school. And then the kids started doing this. And, you know, yeah. like it, the easiest one is you need to walk around. You need to fight it the way that you actually
0: walk around it. Right.
1: Then kids just cut weight full time.
0: Yeah. I mean, tons of fighters do it. They move up a weight class or down a weight class. Some guys that are 135, which means, sorry, 145, which means they already cut a ridiculous amount of weight. They probably like a normal 160 pounder. And then they lose and they go, that's it, I'm going to 135. I'm like, 135? Like, you already were completely depleted to make it on the scale at 145. But now you're going to do 135, which means they're now depleted for uh 6 months to get down to walking at about 140 and then cut that weight. And it, like I've seen guys where uh TJ Dillashaw has looked like several different people in his life. Like when he was 135 it he was just a vein right. where, and his head was big. And now I saw a photo of him recently cuz he's he was out for a while cuz he tested positive. He's walking around at 165 cuz he's you know working out and not cutting weight. It's not the same guy. And I'm like, how's your body? How's your body feel about at one point being 135 and now being a, a 165 and then going back down to 145? I'm not, as again, I've already said, not a doctor, but I, there's no fucking way that's good for you.
2: But isn't it the guys who sustain greatness? Like I feel like Floyd walked around at
0: 147. Boxes are different. They okay. don't, that's, which is also why I don't get boxes, they don't need to be as heavy. I guess that's not as important in MMA because of the, getting someone on the ground and, have, and having your body weight on top of them. If you are like 10 pounds heavier than the other guy when you're fighting and you get on the ground, it is it is a help. Sure, It's definitely going to help. And everybody in MMA knows that, which is why they all, you definitely want to be the bigger guy when you're fighting. If you can pull that off, if you can make the cut the weight and put it back on the right way and not be tired, it's the best option. And everybody knows that. And at that level, at the best of the best, like you're already ridiculous to even be in it. And then you meet all these other guys that have got it down to a science. You probably won't win if you don't do this, if you don't fight. Like for me, if I was in if I was in MMA a pro and I was 25, I'd be a 185er because I walk around 200. Right. If I was in the UFC, I'd be a 170 because everybody, I sh- even a 155, guys that are 155 in the UFC, I've met that are bigger than me. Sure. And I'm like, wait, this guys, how the... How does he fucking do that? Cuz they cut some insane amount of weight. It, and it's years of practice, their background in, in school where they wrestled and did it and it's like if we did it, the next day when we put the weight back on, we'd be fucked. Done. Because our whole body would have just destroyed itself from making that weight. Cuz like like
2: Izzy walks around at, or is fights at 185, but he's 6'4. Yeah. Like he's a big man. Like to be 185 6'4 is lean.
0: Yeah, he doesn't seem like he cuts that much because when he fought at light heavyweight, he didn't even make it to. He didn't cut. He he, he didn't even make it to two hundred five. And he was like one hundred ninety or something. He didn't even go up.
2: And Usman kind of walks around at that weight, right? Like, is he cutting a lot? I think so. Oh, really?
0: I think he's a he's a two hundred. He's a wrestler. Anybody who has a background in in elite wrestling has a mean weight cut, which means they do it uh, a lot and very easily. That's what I've noticed with the, with the you know, like I was in the Olympics. You know how to cut weight.
2: I did a show with John Stamos and we, we've we become friends and his big thing, I don't think I'm talking out of turn here, but like if he had like an award show or something, he would go to one of those like, so, not a sauna, but like where they wrap you in the blanket. Yeah, 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 cut weight. Yeah, a little yeah. sweat. Just get the water weight out, baby.
0: I mean, half your job is being ridiculously good looking. This guy makes sense to me. Yes, you should come with your A game. Like yeah. I feel like the rock halftime show I feel like the rock cut weight, lifted weights, got jacked, got pumped, oh, showing up full rock. Because that's what a fucking pro does. Like, if I'm John Stamos and I'm this hot guy for my whole fucking life and I get a gig, you better show up hot. Like, that's your thing. If you show up and be like, whoa. Like, if he shows up like 50 Cent, not a good move for <laughs> for John Stamos. But, 50, but if he yeah. shows up and you're, and you're old, this is even more of an achievement. What now. you're
1: saying is only remarkable, let's be honest, because you're talking about men. This is something every female celebrity who has coasted to some extent on her looks, which is to say, most of them throughout history is not. is not remarkable that a woman would be cutting weight to go to an award show or to be on a red carpet or something like that. It's only remarkable
0: that's because we're talking about dudes. Right. Well, I, it's remarkable for everybody, girls as well that do it. I just um, that's that, but that's what an A game person does. Like I, I'm not surprised that he does. That's what I'm really trying to say. If you're that level. Right, You know, girl, male, male, whatever the fuck you are at that where if your appearance is like half your lot, half your living and you show up shitty. But well, what are we doing here? Right. You're the so-and-so person. You show up and people go, whoa, that's your job. I mean, you know, you do all the other thing, but half your job is to impress us with your looks. Right. So yeah, you should fucking put everything you've got into showing up. That's your job. That's why I want to go full Giamatti. What's it's that? Um, Paul Giamatti. Do
2: you know who that, who that actor is? He played Pig Vomit in Yeah, Private yeah, Vom. yeah. What did like, he do? He's just a little portly
0: and like, oh, just, okay.
2: just a fucking great actor. Well,
0: that's it. Yeah, he's got a different. But that's But that's. Hey, he's his, cheating. He's got talent. His that's, job is. <laughs> uh, ha, ha. His, yeah, where does he get off? <laughs> his job is to be him. If he shows up, at, like, uh, some. Uh, what's the bigger guy? The uh, Moneyball actor that lost weight? Jonah. Jonah.
2: Yeah.
0: He's. Uh, showing up losing weight is is impressing people because he was a bigger guy and look what I can do. Right. But if he was big it wouldn't make any difference. We love you you're the bigger guy who's funny. We're not you know these other people that are known for being hot I'm not saying they're not talented when they're hot but that is a big part. Like Even 50 Cent is a perfect example if he was to like make a real big comeback now that he did the halftime show it wouldn't work. Everybody's pissed that he's fat. Is he fat? He's like, bigger. He's he's thick. He's He did look, to me, he looked a little chunky, but he also looked like he hadn't been going to the gym. His arms were not as big as they were, and he had got bigger. And being upside down and Doesn't being a little help. bit bigger, I think the fat went to his head, so his eyes weren't really opening that well. <laughs> but it, it, it's just compare. Is he fat? No, especially for how old he is. He's a great, he's in shape. Yeah. But for what he was in that music video, he had abs. Yeah. So he was kind of skinny. So, you know, people, you know, people don't care how many years they're just like, in, you know, 20 years ago, you looked way better. Like, yeah, no shit, but, you know, people are going to roast him.
2: But I got a lot of, when I lost weight contending with this thing, because it was over two seasons of of my television show, I took a lot of heat for losing weight from people,
0: which is another level of, to your, like we were just talking about, keeping hot for your job and you're trying to stay big for your job. And you're like, no, I want to be healthy. And they're like, we don't like that. That's crazy. They kind of want you to die. Totally. They're like, no, 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 no offense, but can you stay fat and potentially die like 20 years early because that's your role in this movie? I could be
1: wrong, wrong, but like Kevin James comes to mind for me for somebody who used to be being portly was part of his shtick persona, what have you. And it seemed like at a certain point he decided to lose enough weight that he hadn't Jonah Hilled himself. It was no amazing body transformation. Go look at him at his fattest and look at him nowadays. He's probably lost 35 pounds, but he's yeah. like just thick enough that he can still be like, oh, I'm in a mall and everything's going wrong. Because yes. he didn't try it. He didn't do the thing all <laughs> of a
0: sudden his, his his head looked big. Right. You know. And he's a naturally big guy. Yeah. Like his body wants to be big. Because yeah. he trained MMA and he trains with some of my friends. That's how I got the gig on the um, Paul, Paul Blart, Blart cop. And he was in MMA shape back then. And it was still, he's a barrel-chested guy. And I was like, oh, this is as fit as as you can get. But it's also, did he still have a belly? Yeah. But is he healthy? I, I mean, once again, not a doctor. I would say, fuck, yeah, way more than he was. <laughs> yeah. The right. fuck was that? I dropped something. Good for you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe well, that's the key to stop because yeah. I think we've gone long enough. Your book is available now, right? Yeah, March 15th. It'll be available now. It's
2: available now. Yeah. My book's available now.
0: Yeah. It will at be. least for pre-order.
2: Definitely for pre-order at diesel bookstores or wherever books are available.
0: And your book is called? Happy
2: People Are Annoying.
0: Happy People Are Annoying. And it sounds like a real good book. Uh, Thank I, you. I, oh, everybody
1: should order it at Diesel Books. We, it, we've played this game. <laughs> yes, everybody go to. We'll provide the link for Diesel Books. It's a terrific independent bookstore in Brentwood. Small uh,
2: business in Brentwood.
1: Support small businesses. Help Josh get on the New York Times bestseller list. Good looking That's out. right?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I know, it's weighted
1: towards if you buy the book from like an independent bookseller rather than because like some dickhead, and there are plenty of dickheads who have done this will continue to. You could just buy 50,000 copies of your own book on yeah. Amazon. Right. So,
2: but then times are hip to that. They're yeah. Like, no, 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 no.
1: Good. So yeah. now if you're a dickhead, you got to buy 50,000 copies of your book at Diesel Bookstore.
2: That wouldn't suck. (laughs) And all the copies, well, I think there's probably will still be some, but many are signed. Yeah. So
0: why not? Always good to have you on the show, dude. Dude, love you guys. Thank you so much. I would love to do a skit with the Jason L show and you when you do all those TikToks where I'm like, man, I just want to learn how to do that a little bit with your acting and editing and stuff. And I'm like, we never have been a part of anything so organized. I'd love to do that one day.
2: I would love it. I'm moving a mile away from here. So I'm at your disposal.
0: Let's do it. Yeah. I want to be in Kooky Ones where I pretend to act. <laughs> Fuck it. I think I want to be an actor as well now.
2: It's, let's do it.
0: I'm into like stuff where I don't get hurt, but I'm still nervous. And I can tell by comedy that acting is, will do the exact same thing. Where I'm <laughs> like, oh, I don't belong here. And go. Ah! Let's write that chapter. Yeah. All right. It's I'm in. Time. All right. All right, everybody. Like and subscribe. Check out the Patreon show. Patreon.com slash Lots of uh, entertainment on there. See you next week. Don't die.
3: Blah, 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 blah. Blah. Doo 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 boom boom boing boom. Oh, awesome. if
0: you want more Jason boing, Ellis show boing, boing. sign up for their Patreon at patreon.com EllisMate for a two-hour show every Tuesday and Wednesday. To watch full episodes of the Jason Ellis show, subscribe to us on
1: YouTube at youtube.com slash the Jason Ellis Show. And
0: don't forget don't forget to follow the crew on Instagram, please, 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 at WolfMeat, at Tollywood, at Kevin Craft, oh. at UnderwearWolf, and at Ellis.
1: When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it.
0: Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level.
1: Or on top of the world! Whether you're selling carabiners beaters or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a
0: free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.